How do you suggest we do that? He asked the question while he corralled the bitterness in his mind. The dowager knew damned well why the recent animosity had started, and probably knew about the older history too. To acknowledge any of that would make her peace offering peculiar, however. We stole your property and savaged your mother and helped drive your father to his death. But you should rise above that now. He turned to see her watching him. She appeared puzzled, as if he had done something unexpected and she could not determine if he had won a point without her knowing it. He raised his eyebrows to encourage her to speak. I propose that we resolve this the ancient way, in the manner of political dynasties down through time, she said. I believe that our families should join through marriage. He barely avoided revealing his astonishment. He had not expected this of all possible overtures. She did not merely suggest a truce, but rather an alliance bound by the strongest ties. The kind of alliance that might keep him from pursuing the truth about this family's role in his father's death, or seeking revenge if he learned his suspicions about the last earl were correct. Since I do not have a sister for your grandson, I assume you have set your sights on me. My grandson has a sister who will suit you perfectly. Amelia is all any man could ask for and would make a perfect duchess for you. You speak with great confidence, yet you have no idea what this man would ask for. Do I not? As if I have lived this long and learned nothing? Beauty, grace, demure obedience, and a fine settlement. Those qualifications are high on your list, as on all men's. The temptation to add other requirements, ones that would shock her, almost conquered his better judgment. He only won the battle because he had learned never to let the enemy know his thoughts. I can find that in many young women. Shall we be honest with each other? What is it about this particular match that would be to my advantage? A bold question, but a fair one. We will be allies instead of enemies. It will benefit you just as it will benefit us. Well now, Countess, we both know that is not true. I have been invited to negotiate peace now when my father never was in the past. I would be a fool if I did not wonder why you think I would be agreeable. Considering the rumours regarding my activities in France, I can surmise how you may think this will protect your grandson, but not how it will help me. Her eyes narrowed. Her skin's wrinkles froze like stone carvings. She displayed no fear. Adam admired her strong poise, but then she was not the one she assumed to be in danger. She stood. Come out on the terrace. I will show you, my granddaughter. Once you see her, you will understand how you will benefit. He followed her out into the crisp April air. The garden spread below them like a brown and red tapestry, punctuated by small new leaves and early flowers of yellow, pink and purple. Bulbs, he assumed. They'd not yet begun blooming when he left Paris. A girl sat within the reviving growth on a stone bench thirty feet away. She had a book open, 
held up so her face did not angle down. The dowager must have given her a reprieve from mourning because the girl wore a pale blue dress. She was pretty and perhaps sixteen years of age. Her blonde hair sparkled in the sun and her fair skin and lovely face would appeal to any man. Add a fine settlement and she would do well enough. The dowager stood beside him, her expression one of supreme confidence. He did not trust her, but he admired her skill at this game. He admitted to himself that her offer did have its advantages, and not because the girl was lovely. His father's name and his family's honour had been badly tainted in the best circles, and if he wanted to overcome that curse, this marriage would definitely help. It would mean forgetting the reasons he had turned his back on England as well as his only good reason.